Hello, everyone, and welcome to a bonus episode 21 of the Book Wars pod. I'm Kate making my show. Nope. Huh? Oh, my God. Kate's back. Thank God. Making my triumphant return. Did you just say who? Go fuck yourself, you fucking asshole. Um, hi, I'm she, back. She owns half your property, Chris. You shouldn't be so rude. <laughs> um, I'm here so I with... separate accounts. Jesus Christ. I'm here with uh, Chris, Chris, and Miranda. We have the full crew together for the first time in, what, like three months or something like that? Hi. Uh, you did not join the... Revenge of the, the Lords of the Sith wrap up as planned. So for the first time since September, Sept- our our hundredth anniversary, a hundredth episode celebration was the last time you joined us. Fucking oh God! Died. Here's here's a pro tip for all you children out there. Who don't are go thinking, to grad school. What? Don't go yeah. to grad school. Yeah, don't harsh go to, but fair. Don't go to grad school. And if you go to grad school, don't try to get two out of four of your hardest requirements like out of the way immediately. <laughs> Uh, no i did uh -uh. a dumb thing if anyone is interested i will expound but i'm sure no one is anyway this uh, so for this episode we will be talking about the rise of skywalker but um we have a little caveat for you going into this yeah so as we've (laughs) done in uh for past films we're going to be splitting this movie uh our analysis of this movie up into two episodes uh and as we've done in the past, first episode is just kind of be reactions to the movie, what we thought of it, what we liked, what we didn't like. And the second episode is going to be where we dive into analysis, what it means based on what we know, what we still don't know, what we still want to find out, what we're looking forward to, things like that. Basically, this the angry, screaming yeah. episode. So <laughs> to that point, we want to be upfront. It The Star Wars fandom has many emotions uh <laughs> too many i i people like to know if they're going to be listening to something that agrees with them or doesn't agree with them going off the bat we did not like this movie Kristen. no i don't want to speak for all of us Kristen <laughs> liked it um listen like Kristen, is a strong word <laughs> we our feelings overall are more negative than positive and the tenor of this episode is going to be negative yeah. if you liked the movie and just don't want to listen to people shit on it, then that's awesome. Do what you want to do to make yourself happy in life. Uh, don't listen. Listen to the next episode where we're going to be getting substantive and talking about analysis. And that we're going to you know, keep feelings free. Yes. If you would like us not to yuck your yum, you may log off. You can let this play in the background so we get your play. That would be great if you love us. But yeah, otherwise... Just download it. But like, if you're listening already, then you've already downloaded it. So we're great. Yay. You have fulfilled your duty. You can log off. He said duty. Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, my fucking God. Do you log off of a podcast or do you just pause it and close the app and never listen to it again? You log off. No, I think you disappear into the force. I see. I've uh, done that before. But no yeah, force but like, ghost. But no force ghost. But like arbitrarily, like I don't know. I don't really. Okay, I you kiss the podcast and then you disappear. I have so many questions. (laughs) All right, so let's let's call it right there. Negative starts now. If you're listening, you have been warned. 
if you are listening and either liked it or didn't like it, but are looking for some funny good times, this is funny hopefully will be good. Oh, it's, it's true. Also, like, if you enjoyed it, like, the most important thing for me is that, like, the kids had a good time. Oh, God. We saw it today, and the little girl behind us was so scared because she was, like, oh. too young to be there. Oh, no. I was like, why? Like, I'm sure she, like, really wanted to go. And so her parents were like, fuck, okay, we'll take you. And I was like, she, I mean, she was asking really poignant questions, like, where did Ray go? Oh. <laughs> A mood. But she looked super scared during the Palpatine oh scenes God. Yeah, that well. I saw while I was with the parts that I was awake for. <laughs> Oh my god! But yeah, uh, but no, but no. Like, if you if you enjoyed this movie, like, I am happy for you because I wish I had enjoyed this movie. Like, you are having a better time than I am, and like, bless blessings upon you. Like, seriously. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah, like we're not shitting on this movie because we wanted it to be bad. Like, we actually really wanted it to be good. Yeah, yeah we we like Star Wars. Funnily enough, so you know, if you liked it, that's awesome for you. It's not a character flaw to like it. It's not a character flaw to dislike it. All of us will be fine. Yeah, guys, I literally like unabashedly love uh, Attack of the Clones. It's really problematic. It's, a ter- it's much more <laughs> problematic than this. Like, I just happen to not like this movie. Oh, as I much. mean, like you're liking it is oh. problematic. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, it's also a problematic movie, but like, <laughs> just just a deeply fucked up character flaw on Miranda's part. Oh my <laughs> That's what I'm god. Saying. <laughs> That's like what she's always trying to watch. And I'm like, can we not? Oh, my God. All right. Speaking of hot trash garbage, what's everybody drinking today? Uh, This is a tequila moment for me to talk about this movie. I'm drinking my classic uh, Arete uh, Tequila Blanco, uh, which I I haven't actually had tequila since Thanksgiving, I don't think so. On the pot, anyway. There was a Chris lot of tequila be, on Thanksgiving. I there know. was, yeah. Chris be drinking tequila. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I just asked Miranda where this Lego piece went, but I forgot I used it f- to make a lightsaber for my Lego man. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'm having tea. <laughs> it's mint. I have to take care of Jasper's brother after oh this, so Aww. that will require me to get into a car and be safety. Good. Yay. Very responsible. Safety. Um, I <laughs> love tea. <laughs> I have uh, an array of beverages. <laughs> I have what's left of my mint tea. And I have a 365 sparkling water, lemon flavored for later. And I also have a rye, which I'm trying to lean into this. So that's character development. Um, it's from... Put that s- under character development. <laughs> It's a straight w- rye whiskey from Stone Barn. It's the only thing straight about her, folks. Which is true. a um, local Portland company, and they're actually not like a whiskey distiller. They do this small batch rye, but uh, I think they do like more brandies. So the back says Stone Barn Brandy Works sources its fruit and grain in the Pacific Northwest and distills brandies and spirits using a custom German pot still. Cool. So they just like also happen to make this whiskey and they are at the farmer's market on Saturdays. So I went to the farmer's market and bought whiskey. Love it. You love to see it. Yeah. (laughs) Yay. It's incredible. What are you drinking, mom? Um, I have 
my trusty old Trader Joe's brand pomegranate white claw, which was hard fought because I live in a motherfucking college town and all the fucking <laughs> sorority and like frats and like Greek life kids fucking scoop up all the goddamn pomegranate, specifically the pomegranate. They have lemon too, which is less good. Like pomegranate is so good though. <laughs> exactly. But they take all of it. So I've been trying to buy a fucking six pack of goddamn Trader Joe's brand pomegranate white claw for like a month and a half. And I have not been able to do so. Is Natty not good enough for them? Because that's I, offensive. I don't. I know. I don't ask questions because then I have to fucking fill out reports on underage drinking or whatever the damn hell. So <laughs> that's, no that's our generational thing. People getting their student loans paid off fine. Yes, do it. Don't care if they have to go through what we had to go through. But you have to drink your fucking Natty Light. You better drink Natty Light. <laughs> I mean, but can you imagine what it would have been like if like... There was White Claw, if that was a big thing when we were in college. That would have been a disaster. I mean, oh, I mean, Burnett's lived, was and is a big Four thing, Loco. so I can envision it. So Okay, okay but like Four Loco, y'all. Yeah, Some of us were say, a little young for the real Four Loco. I know. We <laughs> yeah, lived so were we. Four Loco. I didn't, I know, technically speaking, yes. Um, I don't, I think a part of me really did die, so I shouldn't say I survived it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. What, what? Um, well, on that pleasant note, shall we, like, dive in and stuff? <laughs> the Rides of Skywalker, the four loco of Star Wars movies. <laughs> yes. Oh, God, I was about to It'll say It'll pump you up that. and leave you feeling really shitty afterward. Huh. <laughs> I'm going to have to, like, think about this analogy, but I think that's true. It's very chaotic. <laughs> it really yes. works better than you would think it does. I'm upset with you, but what else is new? All right. Um, <sighs> so, shall we start with uh, characterizations? Cause uh, there's 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 a lot there's a lot there's a lot going on. I actually I actually think we should start with Leia. Okay, let's go start in, with Leia. Going with the big guns. Yeah, yeah. Remember when she said she didn't want to be a Jedi? What? In all those books that we read, no on way. Podcast about about no. books. What's a book? Way. What's a book? What? <laughs> That's what JJ said. <laughs> Yo, JJ said a lot of things, <laughs> and one of them was I can't read. <laughs> Yo, honestly, right. the funniest thing that I've read about like a reaction to this movie is they had they like interviewed the editor asking why like stuff was cut and like this like gets into like hashtag JJ cut conspiracy theories, um, which Wait, is uh, bullshit. I don't, I don't um, know what that means, but uh, I don't really don't, you don't know. want to. I'm not, I'm I don't. Scared. I don't want to know. But, I already have so many questions about stuff you put in this outline that I think a normal person would understand. So right. Well, basically, they were like the interviewer was like, so why did you like not explain the emperor at all and the editor was like well you know there was just so much information in this movie and i'm like what movie did you see <laughs> uh, oh they did explain God. it if you read the crawl so uh, i don't know what your question is no they only explained <laughs> it if you fucking play Fortnite. What? oh what? yeah that's what? what quinn was asking me he was like wait did you what do, did you read the Fortnite stuff and i was like i can't tell whether or not you're trolling me right now <laughs> wait no so wait are you fucking in the kidding first me episode, in the first episode in the first paragraph of the crawl when they oh, talk no. about like the the galaxy has heard a message from palpatine yeah you I hear that Fortnite. message in Fortnite. are you right. fucking shitting me is this a fucking joke? And a god is this Does disney on Fortnite? i'm fairly confused <laughs> is this a joke Fortnite this... Wars pod. 
Are you fucking kidding me right now? I don't right understand now? Fortnite. Why are they putting Star Wars out? Oh my God. It's a great question, Miranda. <laughs> I should have taken drugs before this episode. Why didn't I have drugs? Did... Wait, now I let, but like, what did he say in Fortnite? It was just the the like shit that's mentioned in the crawl about how he's returned. Oh, okay. Okay, because like anything useful or was it just mean? I'm sure. Well, I mean, who knows what's what (laughs) they think is useful and what they think is not useful? (laughs) Because clearly we have different opinions on that. Yikes. All right. So, Leia, somebody who's not me should go first. Okay. Okay. Um, so, well, okay, first of all, one of my problems with this movie was, like, why do we never get to hear the message of Palpatine? Well, apparently they buried it in Fortnite, so that's great. Um, that's just tenor Lost setting right platform. there. Um, yeah. um, <laughs> multi-channel media. <laughs> multi-channel media. Oh Normally, God. we would endorse it. But Fortnite. I'm very confused. I don't even know how to play Fortnite or where <laughs> Fortnite exists. Where does, where does the 30-second audio clip from Fortnite fit into our episode guide? Oh, I know. Um, so is does someone who's not us, me, want to say the books that we read where Leia was featured prominently? Bloodline. Sure. Bloodline, Bloodline by Claudia Gray. Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Thank Correct. you. That one's about her also. It has her name. <laughs> Aftermath, right Life Debt. Yep. Aftermath, oh, Life yeah, Debt. Yep. Sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's in all those books. She and is in all those books. You know what I don't think she should have been in? This movie. This movie. This movie. Yep. Mm. <laughs> I said it from the beginning, and after seeing mm-hmm. the movie, I feel it even more strongly. They should have recast or not had her. I mm-hmm. really thought that like, if she was in it, it was going to be a very minimal kind of thing. Um, oh, oh. Like, I went in it like I thought... To- I thought that her role in this film was going to be like what I thought Tarkin's role was going to be in Rogue One, Mm. which was like very minimal. And then she's like there for half the movie. And I was like, (laughs) this is a bad idea. It's not great. It's really easy to like, and I think it would have been better for the plot um, to like open up and, you know, they're on, like, their first big mission for the rebellion without her. And it's like, oh, yeah, you know, this thing happened. And whatever time gap, that is very unclear. Um, yep. Like, Leia died. We're sad about it. Let's move yeah. on. So, yeah. So there are several dipshit-ass things going on with Leia in this movie. Um, <laughs> the first one, uh, So, so we mentioned all the books that she features prominently in and in every single one of them she very clearly has force sensitivity and force ability and we know from the last jedi that she has some degree of control over the force because she you know has what people are calling the you know the whole mary poppins moment where she drags herself back to the wrecked ship um but she makes extremely clear in every single one of those books that she has had no desire whatsoever to be a Jedi. Totally happy being in public service, being a Force sensitive who is not, you know, formally um, inducted into the Jedi Order. She doesn't want it. And I guess the argument can be made in the movie itself that she decides ultimately that she doesn't want it. But the impression has always been that she has never wanted this. And so the movie took that and just, you know, tossed that shit out the window. Yeah. And we do see, like the force comes through in some of the books like you said but 
it's usually in a way that also kind of plays to her other strengths, which are like Mm -hmm. the politics and the administrative stuff and not dying when somebody blows up the Senate. Um, Correct. And I don't know, man. It's just like it was very easy. It feels very unnecessary to not have her be that force sensitive. Yeah. And like or to not have her lean into it that much. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, and that's one of the things that, like, actually set her apart from Luke, that she didn't want this guy to be teaching her about things. Because she already had that intuition and she was comfortable with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that pissed me the fuck off is, actually, probably the larger thing that pissed me off, is that, oh, wait, fuck. We, like, did this in the wrong order. We forgot to do first impressions and then... Oh. oh, we did. We Oops. totally forgot first impressions. Well, we'll do those now. I just have one point about Leia. <laughs> the reason pitched? I have <laughs> always been staunchly against Leia being a Jedi, and I think it's stupid in Legends, and I think it's stupid here, is that this movie basically said, and this movie says all over it, there is only one way to be a hero. Mm-hmm. There is one way to win. There's one way to be a good person and contribute to the galaxy in a positive way. And that is to be a Jedi. Doesn't matter if you're using your talents for other stuff. Bullshit. Doesn't matter. The only way is by being a magical force hero. And I and I reject that. I don't think that's what Star Wars should be about. I resent that. I, I don't I think do, that's though. what Star Wars should be about. I think it's a shitty message for any story. I think it's a shitty message that the only way you can be a hero in Star Wars is by being a warrior when Yoda says in Empire Strikes Back, wars not make one great. And the only way that you get to be a hero is by swinging a lightsaber. And it's exhausting to me and it's infuriating. And I loved that Leia was above it and that she used her own talents to have a bigger impact on the galaxy, arguably, than Luke Skywalker. And now none of it matters. But the Jedi use lightsabers. Oh the <laughs> lightsaber was cool. Luke Luke yeah. fucked off and, for years and did absolutely jack all. So you know whatever. I mean, we can also <laughs> he fished. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about his like whatever the fuck he was doing after um, Return of the Jedi. Uh, yeah, you which know. we know nothing about. Yeah, which I'm sure we'll get now. He apparently, spent them. a year training Leia at some point. Um, I mean, the other thing the movie says is that you can't be a hero to the galaxy unless you're a Skywalker, but we'll get to that. Ugh, yeah. God. All right. So what we wanted to start with, actually. All right. So so when you first walked, when you saw the movie the first time and you walked out, first impression, three word, it's maximum. Yikes, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> I hated everything. <laughs> um, that's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> um this isn't three words but it literally was what i said was what the fuck did i just watch yeah <laughs> oh i think i texted that to you guys. yes yeah. you did i was gonna say i think like my text you guys was literally like well that was a film no it literally was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i've ever rolled my eyes like so aggressively and so many times during a movie and i have yep. garbage taste in movies <laughs> Well, yeah, and I, mean, I put a, I put this on the outline. Like, I've never, I have a really ti- hard time thinking about things critically in the moment, especially like movies, because they've always been such like an immersive thing for me. Um, 
So I was, I felt very much like after it, like how I f- feel after a, a long action movie. I was like, huh, there is a lot of input. <laughs> that was a <laughs> lot of things. Yeah. And I didn't have like totally negative feelings about it until i started thinking about what i watched <laughs> oh no which is but i mean like seriously like that's why like i came out of the movie like oh okay the, that felt like something that happened to me for like really which is how sure. i feel in a lot of like you know tons of input action movies i feel very similarly i'm like okay but then it's star wars so like i have a much better understanding of it than i do most action movies and I've dedicated a lot of time to understanding it and blah, blah, blah. For better or for so, worse in this case, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, so, yeah, that's how I kind of... Because I know you guys were like, no, we don't want to dissuade you from liking it. And I was like, no, I don't like it because I thought about it for more than zero minutes. <laughs> so it wasn't really you guys. <laughs> it was just like my f- initial thoughts were just like, okay. That was a movie. <laughs> a film. <laughs> that was I a viewed. lot. There was a lot of stuff that happened. Um, it was very JJ. That's for sure. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. it was extremely. Which we will also get into. All right. Um, and we've all seen it twice at this point. Um, which is why we kind of waited to record this episode because we we wanted to get that second impression. Um, after seeing it again, what changed for you, if anything? Kristen fell asleep. I fell asleep the second time. <laughs> which is which I had is a yikes. large coffee. On my, I mean, we saw it at ten thirty, and I had like gone and done stuff this morning before we went to do it. Like, went to go see it again, and I had a large co- like I had to get up and pee like four times during the movie because oh, I had so much coffee and so much water, and I still Holy fell shit. asleep. Wow. wow! I mean, like it was like once before ready my pee schedule for the movie. <laughs> once before, once during the previews. Yeah, and then when did I get up again? Maybe uh, it was only three times. No, you. Uh, yeah i think it was only three and then after (laughs) what it was like not even halfway through the movie yeah they were on um oh yeah i missed them introducing babu frick for the first time which i was sad about because i thought that like bullshit part where they were in the rain and somehow not dying even though they're surrounded by stormtroopers lasted longer (laughs) but it's fine (laughs) cool um great chris that that was my analysis i peed four (laughs) times before during and after the movie and i uh, fell asleep (laughs) i mean that you fell asleep i think is important though because what the hell like um it's so long the last time i um like knew a person who fell asleep during a movie and i was like oh my god how bad is this movie is when my ex went to the uh midnight opening of order of the phoenix and just fell asleep just fell asleep (laughs) the entire department of mysteries just passed out and i was like listen all of us were sleep deprived in high school because we went to nerd high school but like oh my god like oh just fucking yikes on a bike (laughs) y'all yeah there was lots of like weird harry potter movie feel to this yeah in that it was bad and didn't have a story yes wow (laughs) Sorry, I, I also visual- famously think that the Harry Potter movies are terrible, so... That's yeah. famously? Well, famously. Um, <laughs> anybody who's asked me about Harry Potter has heard that opinion. Oh, my God. Correct. This is why um, we talk and to And I you. think you've uh, said that to people 
who listen to this podcast, unfortunately, who unfortunately listen to this podcast. <laughs> I know. Right? Um, <laughs> no, like, I don't know. There was like snake shit. Like, it was just like very serpenty. Well, right. There was like a snake no, that she saved. True. And then there was like all the parts with Palpy felt very like Prisoner of Azkaban. No, not Prisoner of Azkaban. The one with the snake. Goblet of Fire? No, no. the second one. <laughs> chamber of secrets yes thank you. oh yeah oh, oh, chamber oh, oh. of secrets like all of that stone shit reminded me a lot of the chamber of secrets and all that extra ass shit anyway mm-hmm. yeah that's i mean that's that's mm-hmm. those are visuals that you know we have in our lexicon definitely yeah. all right um for me the second time around i was able to enjoy it more because i knew all of the what i considered and still considered to be stupid plot points were coming (laughs) and so i was able to prepare myself for them and just focus on the fun moments there's a lot of fun dialogue some of the action's good i don't love all the lightsaber battles um just because i i've seen analyses of them that i'm sure i will come around to but i don't think that much thought was put into and that annoys me um he didn't like the berries. <laughs> yeah, the fucking berries. Um, <laughs> well, we will actually be talking about that in we'll a second. We'll talk about the magical disappearing berries. Jesus. Um, but so I was able to find stuff I enjoyed. You know, I was able... I enjoy Palpatine as a character. Um, I I actually enjoyed the Palpatine sequence such as it was. Um, I enjoyed the trio content that we got to an extent, which we will talk about shortly. Um, we talk about so many things, y'all. So it basically... <laughs> It like literally first time I came out of this movie, I was like, "This is my least favorite Star Wars movie of all time," and it's not close. <laughs> that includes uh, Solo. Damn, I so- Solo's a solidly tier two movie for me because half of it's good and half of it's bad. Again, IMO, uh, and half of it's the that's good is really good. Um, yes. And Woody Harrelson dies. That's a positive in that movie. That is oh, a positive. Fuck yeah, that is. <laughs> Sorry. We can't possibly have another movie with Beckett. That is a positive. Yes. Um, but yeah, after the second viewing. <laughs> fuck off, Miranda. Oh my oh God. God. Oh, she whispered prequel. She's so rude. I know oh she did. After this. I know what you did. After the second viewing, this is solidly going to be a movie that I am going to be able to watch many times in the future. And enjoy for what it is, and just acknowledge the parts of it that are bad, a la episodes one and two. So it is on par with Attack of the Clones for me at this point. Got it. I do not feel the same. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I feel like after I came out of the second viewing, I, I still liked the things that I liked the first time around. Uh, because, you know, when I saw it the first time, I came out of the theater and I was really trying to focus on some of those because there were some good spots in this, right? Like, there were some fun mm-hmm. lines. There were some fun little things that happened. Um, but I still rolled my eyes aggressively three times in the theater. Um, <laughs> Great. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel like, you know, because I had I obviously hadn't seen it before the first time I watched it because that's how that works. <laughs> Yeah, but again, I kind of like Kristen was saying earlier. This time, it just felt like this movie was happening to me, and I I felt medium. <laughs> I I just didn't really feel anything, except for the parts that really I thought were stupid, or the parts that I really did like. It was just like this is a movie, and I'm watching it. Yeah, 
Like For I sure. would I'll watch it again, I'm sure. It'll be on sometime. It will be. And it's it's Star Wars, you know, it's fun. Exactly. Yeah. It's not going to be very high on my... It's not high on my list of rewatchable Star Wars. That's for fucking sure. Yeah. This is two and a half fucking hours long. Yeah, it's a long-ass movie. Which is crazy because, like, I think TLJ still clocks in as the longest Star Wars movie No, this ever. does. This does? Yeah. Oh, really? Well, The Last Jedi was good. Yes. This is longer. I think, I think like 10 I to 15 minutes I think The Last longer. Jedi was slightly longer than this, actually. Okay, well, I'll check. It did Go feel ahead. like it. It didn't feel like it. This movie felt really long. All right. So getting back into the characterization talk. So we started talking about Leia um, and problems with her being a Jedi. Uh, the other problem I had there was. Uh, <laughs> um, so we get to the point where, you know, Maz is like, Leia is going to have to use like every last bit of her life force basically to reach Ben and um, turn him good again or whatever is going on there, which isn't really explained because JJ. Um, and I was, and then and then she dies, and I was just like, "Rip in peace." You, you fridged her. You literally fridged her. Like oh, the yeah. definition of fridging is killing a marginalized character in order to enhance the. Um, character development or storyline of a male character, usually a white male character. So, yeah, you fridged Leia. Are you fucking kidding me? It's like, I was like, I saw that and it was like, listen, it was all downhill for me, honestly, as soon as Ray Palpatine came out of Kylo's mouth. And that was the part, that was the part where I was like, I was so enraged. I cannot even describe to you how angry I was. Like, it was, I was so furious. Can I just do a quick side note? Do you remember, yeah. like, four years ago, we all went and saw The Force Awakens, and everybody's like, who's Ray's family? And, like, everybody was just trolling and shitposting, and it was like, ah, Palpatine, LOL. Like, <laughs> that was everywhere, but, like, nobody thought that it would actually be true. I, I know. posting turns out to be and true. And then J.J. Abrams was like, that's a good idea. <laughs> it, this movie honestly felt like J.J. took the top 10 Reddit Star Wars theories and was like, yeah, let's Ooh. make these canon. You know what it feels like? It feels like the seventh Harry Potter book. If we're going to bring it back to that. Uh, yeah. It feels it like the epilogue of the seventh Harry Potter book is what it feels like to me. Yes. Oh, hi, Orca. <laughs> um, it's five minutes longer. Right. This ah, is or TLJ. It's just longer than, than last Jedi. According oh, to okay. binge clock.com. All right. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, Which means that it now takes 24 hours, 25 hours to watch all the Star Wars. That's kind of funny. Movies. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's just Leia is, it's exhausting how they treated Leia. And it's so clear that nobody who has, I'm like, (laughs) I'm I'm trying very hard to like keep, my feelings about this movie in check because again if you liked this movie great okay, I'm but this is why this is the complaining episode. truly happy for you <laughs> it doesn't feel like anybody who ever had a deep connection to leia saw ever saw the script yeah yeah and jj frankly did not get a good performance out of carrie fisher in tfa which is why i was very nervous about using tfa footage in this whereas thank god we have last jedi because Ryan Johnson and Carrie Fisher are like best were like best friends and he got potentially the performance of her career out of her for that movie. 
I also want to point out that um, Carrie Fisher herself was a renowned script doctor in Hollywood, mm-hmm. generally speaking, and especially on the Star Wars movies. And this is the only movie she did not work on, and it fucking shows. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it just it takes the primary female hero of Star Wars. You know, whether you want to look at that as like hashtag strong female character, whether you want to dive in further, and like we have talked about with her strength as a politician and as a leader and as in motivating people who are who are tired and undone, it takes all agency away from her. And I re- and frankly, that's kind of the choice that JJ made going in because you had five minutes of carry footage. And you wrote a story around it for some reason, mm-hmm. as opposed to just not including her, which I don't think would have been the right call, but as opposed to even considering recasting, which I know people disagree with me, I think that would have been a better way to honor the character. And I still feel like that after seeing this movie. I especially feel like that after seeing this movie. Personally. I think literally handling her any other way than they did would have been better for me personally, but it's just... You, not only did you fridge her, but you took away all of her agency. She doesn't make any decisions in this movie. She doesn't lead anyone in this movie. Mm-hmm. She All she does is... Die. Die <laughs> and decide not to be a Jedi because it will hurt her son. Like So you... basically, like, have a baby and stop working. Yeah, like... And, like, tell Rey not to go do, the, do something that she would never tell Rey to not go do. Exactly. Yeah. Like... And... Sorry, I just, like... Listen... Parenthood is a huge part of anyone's life if you decide to become a parent, and of course that's going to be part of your identity. And but I think that the TFA and TLJ did a great job of emphasizing the fact that she is a mother while she is also the badass that we knew and loved in the OT. And here I think we've reduced her to someone who pops out babies. Like what what happened here? Completely agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go, Miranda. I I said earlier that I'm kind of in the camp of she probably shouldn't have been in this movie or like you know we know they had a little bit of footage so like maybe do a small amount but I think you know with kind of all of the arguments that we're making here like it would have been like what was the point of having her in it if they're just gonna like take everything we know about our character and you know do a 180 on it like why is she here what a fabulous question Miranda (laughs) Um, Wikipedia has different runtimes than the other website that I looked at, and somehow this movie is 10 minutes shorter than The Last Jedi, which seems impossible. It feels an hour longer. It feels at least an hour longer. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know what the actual fucking runtime for this shit is, but Wikipedia (laughs) has it 10 minutes shorter than The Last Jedi. Sorry, Chris. It's too long, and yet nothing was explained to me. Um, I know. I, I keep That's seeing so conspiracy. frustrating. I know. I keep seeing, like, conspiracy theories about how JJ just, like, did not care about The Last Jedi. This is, And uh, they're conspiracy theories, and I'll leave it at that. Um, and just, like, tried to cram, like, the two movies he wanted to do into one fucking movie. And that's honestly what this feels like. That's definitely what it feels like. It feels like three movies. Like, because there's no... Excuse me, I'm belching. There's no, like, story. It just doesn't feel like there's continuity <laughs> at no, all. No. No. It it's do- very it confusing doesn't. to me. All right. Especially we- as somebody who, like, likes to come out of 
things and talk to my friends who know more about Star Wars than I do and like get them to explain shit to me that I didn't understand. <laughs> this movie was disappointing because no one knows anything. <laughs> it didn't feel connected to anything other than the original trilogy. Yeah. It didn't feel like it was connected like within the movie half the time. Yeah. Agree. Yeah, honestly. Um, do we have any more to say about Leia before we move on to others? No. I mean, I could rant about her for hours, but I think I've made my points. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to the trio, um, starting with Poe. <laughs> um, so I really, I'm of the camp who thinks that JJ has really never known how to write Poe. And it really shows. And the fact that, you know, Oscar Isaac himself is so fucking exasperated with this fucking movie. Like, on the press store. I know. Like, when he's on the press store and he's just like, you should have done this and you fucking cowards and, like, all this other stuff. And I'm I'm inclined to agree with him. Um, But, so, several things. I... Poe is just mad this entire movie. Like, they get off the Falcon and it's just like, why is he always in a bad mood? And I was like, since when is Poe always in a bad mood? Like, what happened here and then uh, okay like there's that moment on um where, where they like right before they go after ray to get to the death star and uh finn's like well you're no leia and i was like where is this coming from like what is all of this there's like no build-up there's no hint that there's been some strife in the family like i don't understand where yeah, and he seems to from. hate ray it's yeah. very weird yeah. Like, he's like, snaps at Chewie, well, Ray's not here, is she? And we need you out there instead of here, where she's, you know, presumably just, like, lolling about in the jungle, not doing anything. And then, like, Ray left us. Yeah, because you have, 60, like, six hours left, which also, side note, stop putting definitive time on Star Wars. It doesn't work. So funny. Oh, my God, I know. Um, I, I don't know why he was, like, you said it. He just, he seems angry all the time. Which, like, what I really need in my film is a angry, angry Latinx person. Who was a former drug dealer. Who was a former yeah. drug dealer. And nothing was set. Like, listen, I don't have trouble necessarily with him being a drug dealer. But the fact that there was no other explanation to it, no lead up, no um, discussion about his uh, personal ties with anyone else in the in the gang he was running with like there's no there's the fact that there is nothing surrounding it and he is simply a latinx man who used to be a drug dealer is kind of yikes yeah oh it's super racist i like also of the trio poe is the only one with an actual backstory in canon like we know who poe is we know where he comes from we know sorry my phone is i need to take meds um, Take your meds, Chris. Yep. But, like, it's... It was so bizarre. Like, honestly, Poe, to me... JJ writes Poe with all the nuance... Nuance. Nuance of somebody who wanted to kill him off in TFA. Yeah. yeah. Which he did. Oh, yeah. No. Poe was not supposed to survive TFA. That's why he doesn't have an arc in TFA. I, I love Poe in TFA. I love the cocky leader, like persona that he has in tfa and it's part of the reason why i loved him in t in uh, last jedi which again that's a different discussion i've had many discussions with people who disagree i completely understand where they're coming from or respect that but this just felt like it ignored all of that and shoehorned in a random backstory that fit neither of the previous movies yeah it was like here's a breadcrumb look i 
I'm going to pick one breadcrumb to drop for each one of the characters that mm-hmm. has nothing to do with anything. And yeah. then I'm going to expl- use that later. And it, even though they're, this is the third movie in the trilogy. <laughs> trilogy means three. Yeah. And like, bizarre. I can see them like making Poe a like spice smuggler in the past, but if you're gonna I do you were gonna that, say a spice girl. I was really also excited. Poe spice. <laughs> I wish they would have made Poe a spice girl. That would have been so much better. <laughs> but honestly. like, if you're if you're gonna do it, take the fucking time to explain it. Like, explain how we got there from parents who were in the original rebellion. Explain it like how. You know, he lived with that and, like, what influenced his decision based on that lifestyle to join the Resistance. Don't just be like, oh, here's this guy. Let's make him a drug dealer. That's a good idea. (laughs) I I just, I I don't, like, I don't, I have no problem with Poe having some lost years where he rebelled and was mad about how his mom died or whatever the hell else, like, like... I can see yeah. that for him too, because he oh like, totally just based on what we get from his personality in the first two movies, like yeah, okay, I can I can see that that makes a little bit of sense, but this is just like what the fuck. <laughs> I mean, it it speaks to the people who wrote this movie that the most interesting backstory they could think of for the first Latinx star in Star Wars is making him a drug dealer. Oh like, yeah, it's at the end of the day, this movie was written by two white men who chose to do that and not explain anything about it. Mm-hmm. Like, of... not like say, cause he also, it's canon that he was in the new Republic military before the resistance. So that also doesn't make any sense, yep. but like he could have been on an undercover mission. Like Ooh. they could have like set, made clear that it was when he was much younger. Like it's, it was, it was done incredibly badly mm-hmm. in, in my opinion. And I don't, I like, <laughs> I have seen people make the argument that they loved this movie because it was better characterization for the trio than Last Jedi was. Yikes. And I <laughs> I don't God, understand I'm that thing. So thinking. glad I've been off Twitter. Yeah, I one of my um comments like in my uh, just kind of word vomiting in the Google Doc of our thoughts about the movie is put more fucking people of color in the writers' room. Please God. Dear like, God. What this is fucking space. And two men are like, we're white men. Let's write everything. I just I, don't. I don't I understand. It's really bad. It's very bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's not good. It's true. Mo- no, it's, it's, it's not. It's not good. Uh, speaking of characters bad. who needed... Well... <laughs> uh, do we have more to say about Poe, actually, before I shovel us along? Um, just that I, I never wanna... once sensed any sort of friendship between him and ray for the entire movie and then they hugged at the end and then they hugged at the end like it it (sighs) felt like finn is the glue holding their group together and ray and poe hate each other yeah whereas like before this movie like it did seem like finn was the glue but it seemed like ray cared about poe because finn cared about poe and Mm -hmm vice versa well, which the, is fine yeah and the thing too is they there's only nothing met, wrong with that they only met at the end of the last jedi right like that was a whole thing and now they fucking hate each other for some reason but they and loved like, each other then they were they were what like, is oh, this hi also hey. poe was like portrayed as weirdly jealous of finn and ray 
And there, again, I, I was going to lump that into a later topic we have. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. It's, I mean, you can still say it. I'm just I my brain lumps I just, that into the something the other thing, like quality. <laughs> weirdly jealous. And also like the scene where he's like giving up on an open comm to Wait. his entire oh, fleet, yeah. which like, look, I get it's to like do from a filmmaking out of universe perspective. I understand what the artistic choice was, but of every single character Poe, who is overconfident to a fault and literally led to conflict and growth for him in The Last Jedi, that felt so out of nowhere and like, and, and just, just really unearned. Just really everything about him felt unearned. So uh, do we want to talk about Rey now? Um, I think maybe Finn first. Speaking right. of characters who could have used a person of color in the writer's room. Oh my god. Sadder horn. Thank you. I just so my thing like there's a lot of things we can talk about with his characterization in this film in particular. But also over like the course of the trilogy, it just makes me so mad that they never figured out how to write this character. Yeah. Like, you've had years to do this. He he's a main character. He's in like right next to Ray and all the, the The poster boys. That that guy, the posters. <laughs> what the fuck? Correct. I mm, so I for obvious reasons, adore the idea of him being force sensitive because that's so fucking cool and baller and awesome. And you know, it's funny, but it's it's surprisingly enough, it's not good writing if people had to ask, literally had to ask the creators and John Boyega, is the thing that Finn wanted to tell Ray that was that he was force sensitive. He never actually gets to say it. We could have like a fu- like the first fucking like black jedi up in here since like samuel jackson in the prequels and he never actually gets to say oh yeah by the way i I also i'm also cool yeah this is a thing that like they cover that in the in the fucking force awakens like oh yeah you know each movie we get a little fin force sensitivity as a treat and i'm just like can you just like explore this because it would provide so much depth to this trilogy if we had another like kid out of nowhere who's just fucking force sensitive right like so saw, much could have been done i saw a reaction on twitter and i apologies i don't remember who said it but right. i think it was just like retweeted and nobody who i know um but it was something along the lines of the fact that we needed lines of dialogue to explain how Finn knows how to ride an Orbach, but <laughs> nothing about how Palpatine is still alive tells you everything you need to know about how they wrote this movie. Damn! Yep. Where's the I agree. It's Fuck. It's also, speaking true. of agency, I like how uh, Janna and Finn, uh, as the two main black pokes who we've seen in star wars recently other than lando like they don't even get agency for their decision to leave the first order anymore it's just the force made them mm-hmm. yeah and the thing like again like- just just completely thoughtless writing that like these white people who wrote it were just like yeah this seems cool like with no thought to the oh implications God, of it mm-hmm. yeah but sh- like Jana says you know we just 
we just didn't do it. I don't know why. Like, I don't know why we all just decided to not shoot these innocent civilians. And, like, that's... Not because she had morals or anything, just because... No, literally because she didn't know why out of nowhere. Yeah. And that's what's really a bummer for me is, like, I really liked the scenes that they had together. Yeah. Like, they played so well off of each other, Mm -hmm. and then they do that, but they don't have the agency at the same time. And it's, like, there's a lot... There's a lot going on here. Like... These scenes are one one of the better parts of the movie. Some of the better parts of the movie. But it's still, like, deeply problematic. Super deeply yes. problematic. <laughs> also, I, mm. the, the whole ending of Last Jedi was about how Finn, the answer isn't to just sacrifice herself just because you don't want them to win. And then the entire ending of how they take down the Sith fleet is Finn trying to sacrifice himself. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's just, again, like, it feels like JJ just went in with his own ideas of what episode eight and nine combined should have been and decided to turn it into a single movie and just ignore that Last Jedi existed. Like, I don't think it was malicious. Like, I don't believe the, like, all the people being like, oh, JJ said fuck you to Ryan Johnson and all that stuff. Um, but it just feels like JJ isn't a good enough writer to fit what he wants into the existing narrative. I mean, there's that. And also it's, you know, he, by his own admission, has never finished anything before. <laughs> Lost. Um, so it's almost like he has no fucking clue what he's doing. Almost. Just. Um. Also, there's this weird thing that Finn like Finn always seems weirdly obsessed with Ray. Like not yes. just he's like, "Where's Ray?" That's always his question. And like we can take this back to the Force sensitivity. Um. We can connect this to anything, but he's always like asking about her, but then. There's no real point to it. Kind of like how he keeps telling her in this and uh, the rise of Skywalker that like he has something he needs to tell her. And like, it's just yeah. a loose end that keeps falling. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I just, I mean, I saw a tweet and again, I also cannot remember who it was, but it was basically like you made a black character to just run around screaming this white woman's name. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's that really is kind of what it felt like. So there's, there's no information that comes of that question. It's just for like dramatic purposes. Yeah. And like a cut screen. That's yeah. That's the whole thing. It's not great. It's not great, Bob. It's also, it's just, it's so frustrating because John Biega is the beating heart of the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. And Accurate. nobody ever really figured out how to use him. And I say this as someone who actually liked his arc in TLJ, but I also recognize that, for it to work, it needed to pay off in Rise of Skywalker, and, and it very much didn't. And so now, that's that's on Lucasfilm, and that's on the the creators, and that's on Ryan Johnson as well as JJ. Because, like, I I make no secret of the fact that I think Ryan Johnson's a better filmmaker than JJ is, but he's also not perfect, and he's also a white man, and. Finn's characterization was incredibly dependent on other people, both in and out of universe, whereas others was not. Yeah, we're going to talk about this later in depth, but 
it's almost like if you had one person do the trilogy, it would feel like a trilogy and be cohesive. What a concept. Fuck King Christ. Seems fake, but okay. I don't <laughs> necessarily subscribe to the idea that it should have been plotted out all from the beginning, but it's almost like somebody didn't check his work at all or he ignored all of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm fine with it not being plotted out, but I think it makes sense for one person to do it if you're not going to have it plotted out. Yeah, just like a <laughs> quick QC. Like, one, yeah, no, that's just one watch through. Like, that's my thing. I have no problem with it not being plotted out. I think there's no reason that somebody couldn't have made a really strong follow up with, frankly, minimal changes to this movie. Well, not minimal, but like (laughs) the point of this movie could have been similar with everything that JJ wanted to do and they just didn't do it. And we'll get into this about like, what is the point of having the story group if nobody is going to take the reins? But this movie just really feels like everybody was waiting for somebody else to pull it back and nobody did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, this movie feels like the picture of a guy trying to fit a whole ass sofa into the back seat of a tiny ass sedan. Like, that's what JJ was trying to do with the plot. It's like, I'm sure it's a good sofa. I'm sure you have great plans for it. That sofa cannot fit in this car. That's not how sofas work. And also that's not how cars work. Like he has, he oh obviously God. has a lot of ideas for this and like, fleshed out a lot of them could be really good like i loved kajimi like i want to see more of that um and like ooh, what what's this like secret kind of maz's castle city like yeah just drifters and stuff here but he's just like no i need all of it like not willing to you know kind of pair anything back like he just seemed very set on having everything included when realistically not everything should have been included. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, I mean, you hit. I think you hit the nail on the head with the, with um, you know JJ's weaknesses as um, a storyteller, and it's that like he has he has all these great big ideas, and he has no idea how to flesh things out. Like I don't know if y'all have either of you have watched Lost at all. No. Uh, no. Okay. Well, basically, he was just like, we're gonna put all this cool shit in there, and then not explain any of it. But the premise is not that nothing gets explained and that's like the whole theme of the thing the whole the whole theme of the thing is something else but we just don't explain anything is that a problem <laughs> it's new phone i just <laughs> oh fuck and i and i was actually talking to somebody about this um and i was talking to uh scott hume in the the tasha station patreon slack and he loves lost um i don't remember if he liked this movie to be honest i think he thought it was fine um but he loves lost lost is one of his favorite shows and he has said that like what he likes is answering a question with more questions and where i i don't have a problem with that where i disagree is we don't need to know the answers but somebody needs to know the answers yeah yeah i need a hint that there is an answer somewhere out there that somebody actually thought through with their brain hole yeah and it doesn't <laughs> feel like in lost or in rise of skywalker like anybody had the answers it feels like a lot of this stuff was done because it's cool yeah and it feels and because like, quote unquote people will like it 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 feels like he's asking the question but or he's he's putting the question out for us but he 
he doesn't know the answer. No, he absolutely doesn't. It's just like, here's this thing. It's pretty. There's lightsabers. Enjoy. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not enough for me because I actually know how to tell a story. La, la, la. Anyway. <laughs> um, Chris has big feelings about Ray. Does anyone else have big feelings about Ray? Uh, I have. What part of Ray are we talking? All her, of it. Just her characterization. <laughs> are we talking about the whole Palpatine thing? Yeah. Because I, I feel like I had feelings about that. That's Go one of it. the places I, I rolled in both mo- both viewings of the movie. Yeah. Same. I mean, literally, Chris and I went to this, like, second showing, and every every time something happened where, like, we were just, like, like not into it, we were just like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And it that will, was us. It's just, like, <sighs> I hate, I feel, okay, let me use my brain. Um, All <laughs> of the, like, weird force shit in The Rise of Skywalker seemed, like, to sort of be cogent and at least internally consistent. Whereas I feel like the weird force shit in this movie... This is The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, what did I say? The Rise of Skywalker. Sorry, I meant The the Last Jedi. Um, The Last Jedi shit was all cogent and like internally consistent even though it didn't have an explanation like the mirror shit it was just like okay it's a dark side hole on this force planet but like i it's just weird that ray would be like out running an obstacle course when there's like a fucking war going on like i don't understand what we're doing here yeah i mean <laughs> that I, maybe yoda would have told her to do that but also like fucking yoda you know yoda loves a a space obstacle course um, <laughs> and loves being a backpack. Um, <laughs> but it, it just like Ray, who no one can tell to do anything because she just wants to help everyone and do the right thing. Like Leia wouldn't have told her not to go and she wouldn't like, she would have been off doing shit for their resistance. I just think she would have. Oh, yeah. Hard to agree. And then, but, like, she follows up the not doing anything with going up to Leia and being like, I know it sounds like I'm making excuses. I know. And that, and and I guess we didn't talk about the actual execution of having Leia in there just from a technical standpoint. Well, because we're talking about it later. Oh, I guess we are. But (laughs) that felt so shoehorned. Because they just had a line of Leia saying whatever it was, like, don't tell me what it looks like. Tell me what it is. Or the, like, Leia telling someone to be optimistic. And so they just, like, had Greg Grunberg fucking snapping at her for no reason. It was, it felt, yes, snap. It felt very copy pasta. It was very awkward. Mm-hmm. It felt um, like Mad Libs. <laughs> it Star Wars Mad Libs. Did. Um, let's... Honestly, this whole movie felt like Star Wars Mad Libs. <laughs> but let's focus on let's let's focus on Ray before we get into the quality of the thing. Um, so one of the major themes of, of course, of the Last Jedi was that you don't need to be anyone with a famous bloodline or anything like that to be powerful or to be a hero or you know to 
be a good person, honestly. And, you know, it was, it was, it was great. It was comforting. It was so, it, it felt like, it felt right to start ending the Skywalker saga with the story of somebody who would continue on in the galaxy, who was nobody, who wasn't a Skywalker or connected in any way to the original trilogy. Um, and of course, Rise of Skywalker just threw all that out the window by making her a Palpatine. And I've heard the argument that, you know, like, it's still, it's, it's still saying the same message because um, Rey's blood destiny or whatever the fuck you want to call it was to be evil and she chooses to be good and i'm like no that's that's the theme of the original trilogy that's not what we were going for here mm -hmm. and i think probably like the most powerful commentary i've seen on it was again i cannot remember who tweeted this but it was like um ray palpatine might have been all of the jedi but ray nobody was all of us mm -hmm. and i really feel that yeah and also like this film makes her a Palpatine and a Skywalker, weirdly, at the end. Yeah, like, why does she need that? That felt I don't... very shoehorned. It, it, again, and, it, and it doesn't... Sorry, go ahead. Again, it would have been, like, so much more powerful um, if at the end of the movie, you know, and that old lady on Tatooine was like, Ray who? And she, she would have just been like, just Ray, Because that's what she's been saying this whole fucking time. Like, she is just her. She is not you know, anything special other than having space magic. Um, she is just a person. Yeah, and for her to, like, be so uncomfortable throughout the trilogy being just Rey and then to have that moment where she's like, nope, this is me. That That's just it. Like, that would have been so fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. Also, she met Luke Skywalker for maybe a week. Yeah. Leia trained her for a year. Leia's last name isn't Skywalker. Sure isn't. It's, it's, so my thing with Ray is just yes to everything that has been said, but, and I, again, this is another thing that I have talked to some people about and people really disagree with me and loved that she was a Palpatine and abandoned her, um, her birthright of like being evil Empress and that's fine. And I can even get on board with that as a concept except for a few things. Mm -hmm. One is just how unearned it was. And that's because it wasn't like that. That's where this feeling like two movies shoved into one comes into play because it feels like JJ wanted to reveal that at the end of last, at the end of whatever his episode eight would have been called. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a, I am your father moment because JJ is big on its poetry. It rhymes. Right. <laughs> um, but but they didn't and they told us that Rey was nobody and there was an entire two years of Star Wars content predicated on the concept that Rey is nobody and that the force doesn't just care about these two families and everybody else's chopped liver right sorry we're and it's just okay. and then and then the race the race Skywalker thing at the end Again, I know people love this. I know a lot of people at Tashi Station love the Ray Skywalker thing. I have no problem with it per se because it's her choosing her destiny. But again, it just felt completely unearned because she doesn't know Luke Skywalker that well. She like 
her biggest connection to anybody was Leia or y'all know how I feel about Raylo, but Ben, like all of these options, she does not have a connection with the Skywalker name. And it just, it felt very, it felt very like they wrote the conclusion and then wrote their way backward to get there, except didn't and still kept the conclusion. It's like putting a bow on a garbage bag. God damn it! <laughs> Fuck! Shit! Yeah. Jesus! It's true though. But so like... I can't argue. <laughs> so first I'm of sorry, all... I'm going to be crying about this for another week. <laughs> yeah, go on. Uh, the Force doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints. Um, yeah. Which is what The Last Jedi told us. Um, but to me, like just... And w- we've touched on this and like they're... You can make any sort of argument um, for or against Ray being a Palpatine. But on some level, it just feels like really lazy writing. Like, do we want to keep her, you know, identity a mystery? Like, is she really nobody? Oh, Palpatine's back? Let's do it. She's his granddaughter now. So she has like the the fucking space lightning force lightning shit this is good let's do it let's do it it's a great idea it's just another and again i apologize to just keep citing tweets that i don't know who tweeted them but it was somebody tweeted something along the lines of this movie was filled with batshit EU insanity while simultaneously being the safest movie they could have ever made. Yes. Yep. And Ray Palpatine is a boring and safe choice, in my opinion, because Agreed. that is what Star Wars has always been about. Mm-hmm. And it's frustrating to me that... And and I I didn't expect for this to be my favorite Star Wars movie going in because I, part of why I loved Last Jedi is because it moved things forward. And it's been very clear throughout the press tour and the trailers and everything that this is not going to be a movie that moves Star Wars forward, which is fine. Mm -hmm. Not every movie has to do that. But so I knew going in that it wasn't going to be Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. But sure one. (laughs) But it just felt. That's for damn sure. Like (laughs) every boring fan theory that they could have shoehorned in, they did. And Ray Palpatine is that. And. To me, Ray Skywalker is that. And if it's powerful to you, then wonderful. And I'm really happy that you got something positive from this movie. I truly am. I I did not. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, you kind of mentioned it. Like, this isn't The Last Jedi. They don't really have the space to... Space. <laughs> hey. They don't really have the, the space to, like make this super new like this is uh wrapping up this trilogy and the trilogy of trilogies like to an extent you know i think we all knew that there was going to be a lot of like tying it back to the original uh Mm -hmm. trilogy and all of that because like this this is the end for sure but i'm like you couldn't have done this better i know i know you could have been a little more creative just a smidge maybe it's almost just it just hurts me like it just it just physically hurts me as a person who is like trying to learn how to like do storytelling better i was just like what the fuck is this um speaking of what the fuck is this let's briefly talk about 
Lando, because Chris, you want to talk about Lando. Yeah, I have. My my only feeling about Lando is where's Kasha, and that's all I have to say. <laughs> I mean, that's a big. I mean, the whole the conspiracy theory that's going around slash implied by the visual dictionary is that Janna is Lando's daughter. Yeah. Who was stolen from by the First Order. And that's also kind of implied in the movie, too. He's like, where are you from? Yeah. And again, this is regardless of whether you like the conclusion or want Janna to be his daughter, which is not good. (laughs) Guys, there's more than two black families in the galaxy. I don't know how many other ways we can say this. Just one. (laughs) Apparently. Um, no fucking way. But, like, if people are coming away from that scene not, like, just not understanding on a plot level what you were trying to do, that's not ambiguity. That's bad filmmaking. And my thing with Lando is, yes, where's Kasha? And that, like, to me, my headcanon is that Janna is obviously not his daughter. She is the same age as his daughter awakens paternal feelings in him and you know then they help each other heal in future stories i would love to see that Mm -hmm. but he is i mean married is a very earth-centric term but also very just like very normative term because yeah very very normative term but normative is the word i was looking for (laughs) but he is in a committed relationship with kasha like, we know this. It's very clear JJ didn't care and just wanted to do things. But, like, is the implication that he's been, like, lurking on Pasana for 20 years mm-hmm. after they left and couldn't find Ochi? Like, it's just... So that doesn't make sense to me. And people have asked DJO about this, and he was like, all I all I can say, because this is all he's at liberty to say, slash all he knows, because I don't tell everybody everything, is is that... When he wrote Lando and Kasha, he intended it to be for the long haul. Mm-hmm. So. Which is good. I love that for Lando. Which is, love that for yeah, Kasha. Which, same. Yeah. Love them together. But, it's great. And and then the other thing about Lando, and this I will allow because Carrie died and they needed somebody to have the feel-good lines. Mm-hmm. But Lando is not... I don't know. And this has always been a thing for me with Lando. And it goes back to all of the EU stuff that I've read after the fact. And a lot of like people being like, why didn't Lando come in Last Jedi? That's a missed opportunity. And I don't want this to sound dismissive. Because Lando is an incredible character. But Lando's not a hero. And Lando's character has never been a hero. Mm-hmm. Lando's character has always been... How can I accomplish the goal, which sometimes is doing the right thing, but how can I accomplish my goal in the way that is the best odds for me because I am a gambler? And Solo actually did that really well. I loved that in Solo and Donald Glover's performance. And I think there's so much that you could do with that point of view and that character to talk about how black men live in reality and and, how they have to hustle and like how so many of them like... You know, speaking of drug dealers, like society leaves them very few options. And it's and it's, again, the shoehorning into traditional boring tropes like we were talking about with Leia. This how I feel that this movie shoehorned her into the trope of only the sword fighting good guy can save the day. 
people look at Lando like he only matters as a character if he has a heart of gold and has actually just been incredible and we're going to ignore who he was. To me, Lando is somebody who has gotten by and done an incredible job and has a conscience and that conscience does lead him at the end of the day and that's why he ends up helping Han and there's a lot of stuff in the uh, new canon, whether it's Last Shot, whether it's some of the comics that they've written about Lando, he cares about people, but... And he cares about people deeply. He cares about people extremely deeply, but he is not the sacrifice myself for the galaxy kind of hero, and he never has been. Like, the line, and again, this is where I make allowances because Carrie died and she couldn't deliver this speech to Poe. But when he's like, we had each other, Luke and Han and me and Leia... Lando, you were there for six months. <laughs> he rolled up at the end and then took credit for the whole thing. Like, And it's just, and again, and like, that's not saying a bad thing about Lando. Not everybody in the galaxy needs to be the hero. There are ways for you to have value as a person and as a character without being a mythical hero. Seems fake, but okay. Oh, and this movie, this movie says that there's not because that's who he is and he's perfect just like every original trilogy character is perfect and Luke is perfect and Lando's perfect. And it's just, and Leia was a Jedi the whole time. It's just, so that's a problem with I, that I have with how people write Lando, because I don't think that's who Lando is. And I think it's a disservice to his character to rewrite him in frankly, white centric terms of heroics. Mm -hmm. And I, I was joking about this when I just said it like, Oh yeah, he rolls up at the end and takes credit. But like, that's kind of who Lando is. Like, and, you know, he's been written, and he, I think, like, I really like his character and the original trilogy. He's, like, this old friend of Han's, and, uh, you know, he seems a little sketchy, but, like, he'll save the day in the end, because, like, you know, this, this is the end that he wants, and I think that, you know, he does have, like, deep feelings for Han and all of that, but, like, he's in this movie because he's from the original trilogy. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, no real effort was put into writing him for this movie. Um, his arc here doesn't really add up to anything except to, like, be that feel-good, nostalgic kind of guy. And, like, mm -hmm. that's fine. You know, we need somebody to do that. This is Star Wars. That's that's what this is all about, right? For sure. Like, this, this is a feel-good movie for children and the 70s and 80s like that's what star wars has always been about it's always been about the good versus evil and oh lando's good but it's i don't know i just i feel similarly like about this as i do about leia and like i understand that because it is the end of the skywalker saga like it's nice to tie that back to the original films but it if you're not going to do anything of substance with a character, like what's the point? Yeah. I was about to yeah. say, like, I understand that they had to tie this back to the original films, but did you have to do it shitty? Like, <laughs> do it and the well. other thing, and I will say, because I have fallen into this blind spot in the past. And I think it's important to acknowledge that we are four non-black people on this podcast. Oh, yes. yeah, and it is important to bring Lando black because of what he means to Star Wars fans and to black Star Wars fans as a non-white character in this universe. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I want to say that, but I agree that I don't think misinterpreting his character is a thoughtful way to do that. Yeah. 
And like, again, I, I think that he could have been used very well in this movie. Like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of opportunities, um, to do that, but that just isn't what happened. So like his presence feels kind of pointless to the plot. Which fucking sucks because I love Lando. Because Lando's amazing. Right? He is an incredibly underutilized character in the new canon. And one thing we'll talk about next episode of what we hope comes from this movie in-universe. But I hope we do get more stories about him and Luke traveling the galaxy searching for Jedi artifacts. Yeah. Which would be super fun. That'd be amazing. Um, And let DJO or a black author write it. Yeah, I was about to say. Because DJO did him perfectly. Let somebody... Who did not work on this movie or write it? Yes, yeah. correct. Like I said, a black person. What a concept. Um, I'm going to talk about Rose very briefly because I think um, some other bits of it will come out later. But um, she was a she was a major character, the Last Jedi. She was on screen in this movie for approximately two minutes. Uh, JJ apparently uh, did an interview he was like, where he was like, you know, the best gift that Ryan gave me coming out of The Last Jedi was Kelly Marie Tran. That was at Celebration Jesus. that he said that. On stage, in front of people, facing her. Like, I just have one question. What the fuck? Like, like what the... Are you, are you like, just, it's just, I just... I am so full of rage... Um, for, for how terribly she got sidelined, um, this, and, uh, we'll talk about a little bit more about that later, but also, um, you know, I was talking to, um, Jacqueline Bolin, um, on, uh, Twitter and she and I were, you know, we were, we were, we were ranting about this and she was like, she reminded me of the, uh, one of the film stills that came out at Celebration of, uh, Ray and Rose talking to each other while standing at one of those, like, map board thingies where the fuck was that scene bro too much information in this movie kate a great oh question god yeah it's just like god forbid women talk to each other ever mm-hmm. jesus and jacqueline is at j bandos on twitter oh, thank you i, I say because to. we've been citing sources with no actual attribution this whole podcast so let's 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 give one Jacqueline's lovely. Thank Go you. follow her. I was trying to... Oh, found her. Oh, I know her on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. But, so, like, again, um, I am, like, an incredibly just white person, so I'm not going to try to tackle all of that. But, <laughs> um, my thing, like, and this goes back to what we've been saying this whole time about, um, you know, everybody can be a hero and all of that. The Last Jedi, when it introduced Rose, like, that was oh. it. Like, here she yeah, is. Dude. She, you know, gosh, what was she? She was working in, like, the mines or. She was working as, a, she's a mechanic. On, or, on like, the, but, like, in when cruiser. she was a kid. Oh, yeah. Like, no, she was from a mining system. She was literally nothing. And, you know, she's this, you know, she joins the rebellion or the resistance. She's this mechanic. But then she, like is a very heroic person and like she tases Finn when he's about to like <laughs> as she sees it flee and like just kind of go AWOL from the rebellion and she has such an important role and she's just another example of like anybody can do this you just have to like have it in your heart or whatever 
you know, that general Star Wars messages. And then in this one, Mm -hmm. it's like, what if we give her a couple of lines? And she says, look at this. And then some random ass white dude whose name we do not know explains what we're looking at on the screen. And then she gets left behind uh, several times on, you know, the planet where their base is. And then she tries to talk Finn out of, you know, staying on the thing again. But that's like a three second scene. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, I know, like, there were besties in TLJ, and then all of a sudden it's just like, mm, who dis? <laughs> Characters who had more screen time and lines of dialogue than Rose in Rise of Skywalker. Dominic Monaghan's character, whose name we don't know. I mean, he has a name in the visual dictionary, but not named on screen. No backstory. Has no point other than JJ and Dominic Monaghan are friends. Dio who is lovely, but is also voiced by J.J. Abrams. J.J. Yeah. Abrams gave himself more lines than he gave Rose. Um, Snap and to that I say, has no more lines you. than yep. Yep. Yep, Greg Grunberg. And the infuriating part, and I said I liked this movie more the second time, the thing that I, like, absolutely, like, made me, like, see red was that every single unnamed side character... Every single time they had a line, Rose could have said that line and it would have made perfect sense. Yeah, there's so there's no reason for her to not have a bigger role in this film. Like, and we haven't talked about the lack of Finn Poe in this movie. We're giving and obviously Oscar Isaac in particular, but also John Boyega have been very vocal about how they wish that had been Endgame in the movie. And I'm sorry... If you like this, if you didn't like this movie, great. If you like this movie, great. I am glad that J.J. Abrams gave you art that made you feel seen and made you feel like you matter because that's really important. But J.J. Abrams and Chris Terrio and everybody involved with this movie, all the way up to Kathleen Kennedy, are cowards for not doing Finpo when it made sense perfectly and instead doing the fucking shoehorned in kiss at the end that they could easily edit out for china and they're fucking racists and cowards for taking away rose's role after all the fucking like white supremacist fan bros harassed her off twitter they actively gave in to that wing of the fandom by excluding rose from this movie and i don't care what their excuses are oh well she was in more scenes but then it didn't work technically with leia and then they walked that back and actually which just didn't just work too much information to keep her. like garbage. no like you chose not to include rose in parts of this movie that mattered that that's it that's that's the end of the day that's the tweet Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode of the Book Wars Pod. It is part one of three, not two, of our Rise of Skywalker reactions. This episode was so long, we ended up splitting it into two. So please, if you enjoyed this episode, join us again tomorrow when bonus episode 22 drops. That'll be another one where we are giving our unfiltered, not necessarily positive takes on the film. And then bonus ep 23 is going to be where we go back to being objective and positive positive. And if you like Star Wars, then you can listen to that one. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at Book Wars Pod, bookwarspod at gmail.com if you want to email us. 
And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to us and the Tashi Station Radio Mega Feed. It's the best way for people to discover the show, especially now that the new movie is out and there's so much interest in Star Wars right now. If you have the means, please donate to our Tashi Station Radio Patreon and give us coffee at ko-fi.com slash bookwarspod. When you do, we will post pictures of Porkchop, Jasper, and Orca, who is currently nudging me, wanting to play. Our theme song is Whiz Bang by Poddington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joe Butera Design. Thanks so much for listening to the Book Wars Pod, and we will see you tomorrow with our bonus episode 22, continuing our reactions of Rise of Skywalker.